Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Like every other kid in the hood but Last time this boy cried When he woke up one morning Realized he was a fatherless child Daddy never there Showed him no love Learned to emulate thugs Bust slugs with the intent to kill Ran these streets Hide in the cable bill Paranoid cause these streets Are stressing him His model Ain't nobody getting the best of him Round these parts Drug wars make the guns spark Triggers ain't got no heart Women are hoes Kids in the way God That's just the word in the Bible They pray for death on their Bibles Out here Nobody cares You can smell genocide in the air From the corners The kids gave birth to crackheads and chickenheads They were misled by some fathers old heads They know the cops reek Work off the reekers They went to war with the dredge Better off dead is what this old lady said. She spoke truth to power. His darkest hour, they closed his casket at 19. Rest in peace, t-shirts, laced his whole team. His mother crying, dressed in black. Searched the church, crushed the back. Even on this day, a daddy lacked. You're a self-exiled monarch from your castle and home. Making you a king without a throne. Making your son a prince without a crown. Look at him now. He lived and died a fatherless child. And this must be supported karma. Like Sonia Sanchez being my father's baby mama. So you see my dad, thank you for me. But give me this gift indirectly. Top five, dead alive, wordsmith, and hip-hop, R&B, or poetry. So you think you'll outright me, forget it. And you can take that to heart like God said it. Maybe when I'm going, it give me credit. But right now... I'm that boy you want that boy. I'm like Langston Hughes on steroids. Alonzo was shot, my little girl, little boy. Better father than my daddy ever was. And if you the drug every day, be taking it in the head and blowing the bag. And seeping out my soul to you. Sit next to me, might catch a contact. But I wish for it to the female. So I could dive in face first. Put my mouth where she did first. Grab my hair and slap on the backside and ask her, whose poetry is this? She says it's yours, daddy. And nine months later, she'll make me happy. Give me two miracles. I mean, one wordplay to other miracle. Just so I can walk up to people and say, did you see my lyrical wordplay? Never had a daddy, but I always had poetry. So I gotta thank God for giving me this literary style. And maybe this makes us even. For me growing up, a fatherless child. Welcome to The Flip Side. I'm your moderator, Mrs. Rashida Jabbar. And I'm your co-host, Abdul Shahid Porter. And I am your other co-host, Zayn Porter. And we once again welcome to The Flip Side. Well, guys, Happy New Year. <laughs> How was your New Year? Great? Yes, we had a month off of school. Oh, a whole month. 
Wow. You know, guys, I am really excited this evening because we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest, Miss Deanna Williams, uh, that we're interviewing tonight. I am sitting here like sweating bullets. I am so excited because I love her so much. So we're going to um, go right into the show, and we already have it set up, and we're going to go into first welcoming our special, beautiful guest, Miss Deanna Williams. Good evening, Rashida. Peace to you, to Zane and Abdul. I'm very honored to be joining you this evening. And Happy New Year. Our first week is back. <laughs> well, we're very excited and Happy New Year to you as well. Guys, you can say Happy New Year. Happy Ms. New Year, Miss Deanna. Thank you, darlings. <laughs> okay, we're going to go right into, I'm going to turn the show over to our um, two co-hosts. Uh, Zain and Abdul, they're going to start off reading your bio, and then we're going to go right into the interview, okay? I'm going to turn it over to Zain. Zain? For over three decades, Deanna Williams has remained a constant force in the entertainment industry. Her career spans from broadcasting, community activism, print journalism, television producing and reporting, artist development, and media coach, coaching as well as lecturing. Affectionately named the Ambassador of African American Music by American Express Departures Magazine, the Harlem, New York native began her career at WHUR-FM in the nation's capital and later journeyed back home to the top-rated station, WBLS-FM. After making history as the first African-American woman to join an on-air team in rock radio at WRQX-FM, she landed her first on-camera position as an entertainment reporter on PM Magazine, which aired on Washington, D.C.'s CBS Affiliate affiliate WUSA. In 1980, Miss Williams made Philadelphia her home with a converted on-air position at WDAS-FM. Additionally, she organized the station's community-based activities. Her responsibilities were coupled with her position as news and entertainment reporter. For BET and music consulting for VH1's The Soul of VH1. Her commitment to the community and entertainment industry shadows her career. In 1991, she co founded the International Association of African American Music. In her role as a music activist, Miss Williams co authored House Concurrent Bill 509 as a means to give credence credence to the con- contributions. contributions of African American music as a valuable culture, cultural and economic entity she railed alongside Congressman Shaka Fatah to pass the bill. Deanna was invited to the White House during the Jimmy Carter and Clinton administration. During Black Music Month 2007 at the White House, President George W. Bush recognized her for her work in the music industry. 
the receipt of two the recipient of two academic scholarships, Miss Williams earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in radio, television, and film, and graduated cum laude from the Ant Kulati from the Annenberg School of Communications at Temple University, and has been honored with a Statue of Liberty from Mayor John Street and the City of Philadelphia, as well as a citation citation from the the Pennsylvania State of Representative. Deanna is a member of SAGAFTRA, NAB, NAPFEM, and serves on the Board of Governors for the <coughs> Philadelphia Chapter of NARS, RAS, better known as the Recording Academy or the Grammys Organization. Her writing has graced the pages of Billboard, the Philadelphia Tribune, the Philadelphia's New Observer. She's been profiled in Vibe, Essence, Black Enterprise, Ebony, Jet Upscale, the Philadelphia Sun, and the Philadelphia Weekly. Deanna has been a featured guest on CNN, where she was interviewed by Anderson Cooper, spotlighted on CNN headline news as one of the top African-American leaders in the country and appeared on PBS, MTV, and the Time Journal Morning Sir show. Over the last decade, Miss Williams has expanded her portfolio to include celebrity strategy with past and present roster of high-profile individuals. Among them are Justin Bieber, Rihanna, Usher, Chris Brown, Chris, yeah, Chris Brown, Black Cards, Pete Wins, members of the Dave Matthews Band, the Zach Brown Band, four American Idols, one Housewife of Atlanta, and numerous other luminaries, all who have benefited from her hands-on approach. Miss Deanna has been a com- commentator on TV's on TV One's NAACP Award winning music documentary series, Unsung as well as a co-executive producer for the Teddy Pendergrass episode. She has also served as a consultant to the media maven, Kathy Hughes' show, TV one-on-one on the TV net- one networks. Deanna has, Miss Deanna has also moved, moved in the realm of documentary film with music, message in the music. Gamble and Huff Sound of Project Philadelphia, a project she's producing with noted filmmaker and author Nelson George. Currently, Miss Williams co-hosts Soulful Sunday with Derek Sampson, a weekly show broadcasted via Radio One, adult commentary station, deftly waving vintage sounds from Motown to sax to the sound of Philadelphia, and every classic artist in between. She was awarded the Achievement and Radio Award for Best Weekend Show in Philadelphia for 2006. Her mindful of the importance of family. Miss Williams is most proud of her role as mother to her three children from her former union with acclaimed producer and songwriter Kenny Gamble, Kyle Sullivan, 
Khalif, Saladin, and Princess Ida. Miss Deanna Williams splits her time between her home in Philadelphia area and her sanctuary in the trim neighborhood of New Orleans. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you, Diane. Okay, guys, take it away. Abdul. Greet Miss Deanna. Hello, Miss Deanna Williams. Hello, dear. Long, okay. that's a long I'm resume, huh? <laughs> <laughs> listening yes. to a thing. Wow, that's long. <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> a really yeah. long resume. I, I need a shorter one. <laughs> Those are all your achievements, though. Well, it's a few of them, yes. Go ahead, ask your first question. Okay, well, I'm going to just get right into the question segment. Um, Miss Deanna Williams, my first question to you is, can you tell us more about the Black Music Month and what is the Concurrent Bill 509? Well, House Concurrent Bill 509 that you're referring to was established in Congress in the House of Representatives some years ago with Congressman Shaka Fatah from Philadelphia who introduced the legislation to acknowledge the outstanding contributions of black music in the United States and worldwide and the business, the multi million dollar business that the music industry is. So I worked with him to get the legislation enacted, and it was successfully. It's an opportunity for us to acknowledge the contributions of people from the past, present, and the next generation of artists and contributors to the promotion of black music worldwide. Wow. That sounds like cool, huh? <laughs> and my second question how did it feel to meet not one but two presidents, George Bush and Bill Clinton? Well, actually, I've been blessed to meet more. <laughs> I met President Jimmy Carter. I went to an event to celebrate Black Music Month, the very first celebration, and that was in 1978. So I've actually met more than two presidents. I had the distinct honor some years ago when President Clinton was in office to have two private meetings in his Oval Office, and that was pretty exciting. So it was wonderful. I knew that I was speaking with, talking with historic men who were doing many things to shape and change the quality of life for Americans and people around the world. America is a very powerful country that has great influence around the globe, so it was fun. It was great. <laughs> it was really fun when I got to take my mama to the White House. That was nice. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool. Mhm. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pass it over to the other to my other co-host, Zion. Hi, Miss Deanna Williams. Hi, dear. Well, my first question for you is, what inspired you to start your company, Influence Entertainment, and can you tell us a little about it? Influence Entertainment, as you noted, is my company. I'm the CEO and founder of Influence Entertainment, a company that does a myriad of things. The main focus is celebrity coaching. I am a strategist, and I work with high-profile people. You noted some in your reading of the bio. And we have been in business for 19, going on 20 years now for a good while. And so we've done everything from voiceover work to hosting to connecting people in the music industry to others. So if it's about entertainment, broadcasting, we pretty much do it. From video production to, as I said, celebrity coaching and crisis management. <laughs> that was cool. 
Um, and my and my next question for you is, what was the experience being affectionately named the ambassador of African American music by American Express? Well, American Express Departures magazine did a big feature story on me some years back, and when I got the story, to my delight and surprise, they named me the ambassador of African American music. Very nice title. And very good position because it's what I had been doing for years prior to the feature story and their designation. But it stuck. A lot of other people picked up on it and described me as such. And it's an honor because I have literally traveled around the world sharing information about black music and specifically in all genres of black music. And so, yes, I've been an ambassador. I still am. In fact, I am now a cultural ambassador for the city of Philadelphia with Philly 360, and that is another honor that was bestowed upon me the beginning of last year, and I take it very seriously because I love Philadelphia, which is my adopted hometown. I've been living here a long time. My mother tells me I was conceived here, so I am a daughter of Philadelphia, and the mayor, Mayor Michael Nutter, told me that I'm now official because I've been here so long, (laughs) but I am an ambassador to promote culture and let the world know what a grand city Philadelphia is. We are the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. So true. Mm-hmm. And my my brother is sitting here waiting to get his next questions on. So I'm oh. going to turn it over to him for his next questions. I am okay. back. All right. <laughs> what was your greatest achievement as working as a black female radio activist? I would say one of my greatest achievements was the legislation that I helped to get passed with Congressman Shaka Fatah. I actually wrote the draft, and then it was, revised in his office and presented to Congress. So I had a chance to see how the legislative process works. I literally went up to Capitol Hill, door-to-door, made appointments with congressmen as well as senators. And I have to also acknowledge um, our, our late senator, Arlen Specter, from Philadelphia, because from Pennsylvania, actually, and he was very instrumental in helping on the Senate side. But Congressman Shaka Fatah, who is my congressman, Uh, and an education and cultural arts leader took the helm and helped enact that legislation. So I would say that, and just recently, I was part of a group of people who produced the world's largest Soul Train line, and we received a Guinness World Record for that effort. So last Wednesday in City Hall... I had an opportunity to hand over the certificate to Mayor Nutter, and that was pretty. That was pretty nice. I enjoyed that. I've had a lot of a lot of great moments in my career, and it's. I think the best is yet to come. <laughs> the biggest soul tray line. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was fun. That was great, and we did it to acknowledge the passing of Don Cornelius, who was the founder and the host of Soul Train. Well. And Zion has another question. So, well, my next question for you, Miss Vienna. I see that your radio show is Soulful Sunday. What kind mm-hmm. of audience does it attract? Hmm. Excellent question. Our station deals primarily with uh, adults, and my show. We play vintage music. My co-host is Derek Sampson, and we're on the air Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the focus of our music is 
vintage soul. So we play music from maybe the late 60s, artists like Otis Redding, The Four Tops, The Temptations, all the Motown music, all the Philadelphia International music, Stax Records, and other artists, people like Donna Summer, Thelma Houston, Grover Washington. So it's a great blend of music that celebrates, as we were talking about earlier, the diversity of black music and culture. And we do interviews, just like you guys. We do interviews with cultural leaders, music makers, people who are doing significant things in our community that make a difference in our lives. So, yeah, I love radio. I've been doing it now for 40 years. <laughs> Recently just wow. celebrated my 40th anniversary after being inducted into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame at Temple University, which is my alma mater, as you mentioned in the reading of my bio. So, yeah, that's Soulful Sunday, and it's a lot of fun to do that Congratulations. Show. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You've been a great inspiration to others. Well, I'm proud of young broadcasters like you because you're the next generation. When I've made my transition, you guys will be the ones playing the music, interviewing folks just like you're doing, and you're starting nice and young. I wish I had started. I didn't start as young as you guys. I was 17, 18 when I first got introduced to radio. So you've got a jump, a big jump on me (laughs) age-wise. And I have one last question for you, Miss Deanna. Yes. You have also been interviewed on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Ooh, How did I it love feel Anderson to be? Cooper. <laughs> How did I'm it feel to be interviewed by well such a renowned person like yourself? Well, Anderson Cooper, who I had the pleasure of seeing not too long ago and reminding him of that interview that we did some time ago, it was great. I love watching him on CNN on the regular. I'm an Anderson 360 fan, and so I had the opportunity the day that I was inducted into Temple's Hall of Fame to talk with him. I took pictures with him, and when he got up to accept his award, I had just received mine before him, and I told him when I was on the podium, I said, Anderson, you have many fans, millions all over the world. However, I rank way up high as one of your favorites who just loves, loves, loves you, and uh, just went on and on. I told him I admired his courage because he goes into war zones. He did an amazing coverage of the Katrina catastrophe in New Orleans, which is my other hometown. And so I applauded him from the podium. And when he got up, he got on the microphone and he said, Deanna's a hard act to follow. And my oldest, my youngest son, Saladin, called me later that day and he said, Mama, imagine you got this award and Anderson Cooper, who you like, giving you props. That's hot, Mama. That's a big award right there. So it was, it was a, an outstanding opportunity to meet an extraordinary broadcaster and a, it's something I won't soon forget. Wow. Well, I'm going to turn it back over to my brother. Well, I have my. This is my last question. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make up some more. But <laughs> what advice can you give? Uh, sorry. What advice can you give to other artists who are interested in the influence entertainment industry? Well. Artists in general and celebrities, because I've worked with people who are not necessarily recording or performing artists, is to actualize, to realize, and to 
Make your dreams come true. My life is a testimony to that. I had great parents. My father passed last year, but my mother is still living. And they taught me that I could be and do anything that I wanted to. Those are the kind of parents I have. And so that was inspiring. I, I looked at them. They were my first role models and inspirations. And so for people who are interested in pursuing any field, I say get all the information you can, get all the education you can, do an internship, find a mentor, somebody that can guide and direct your career, and help you avoid some of the pitfalls that do exist in our world. So my thing is just dream and make it happen. Dream all way and make your dreams come true. So I'm big on that. No, you remind me of my grandma, the mentoring and the pushing. Yeah, well, you your do. grandmother, Rashida Jabbar, is a fabulous woman. She is a community activist, and I respect her immensely. I met her many years ago when I coached your father, and she and I bonded <laughs> and immediately had instant respect. We had sons around the same age. Our children became friends. But I admire your grandmother's tenacity because she has made a difference in the community. And if everybody put as much energy into the community and to mentoring young people like your grandmother, it would be a much better world. So I'm not surprised that I remind you of your grandmother because she and I are cut from the same cloth and we have similar values and principles. We believe in Almighty God and Allah and we are about service to our creator, to our community, to our family, and our friends. She thinks very highly. She thinks very highly of you, as I do of her. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! This was great, um, Deanna. I just want to say thank you, as well. Um, this the same here. Utmost respect for you. I think that you are, are a fabulous sister. I am so honored and grateful that you have taken the time out of your busy schedule to do this interview with my grandsons. They've been looking forward to this. We're just sitting over here, all of us. We're just smiling and we're so excited. (laughs) Well, I love the fact that you are giving them an outlet, and I think if we did that, if adults did that with children, with young people, in your case, emerging teenagers, uh, as I said, things would be a whole lot different, and I, I'm thrilled. I look forward to hearing them maybe five, six years from now and see if they stick with radio because I think they have a bright future ahead of them. I know that they're excelling academically in school. And, you know, what you put into children is what you will get out. That's not necessarily always the case, but I believe that uh, in this case with your grandsons, that would be the case. E. Stephen Collins and I were having breakfast the other day, and we were talking about his son, Langston who is in a Saturday program for math and sciences. And I was telling E, I said, you know, if every parent put in the kind of energy that you're putting into your child, this would be truly a different planet. And uh, not everybody has that blessing to have parents that, that or guardians who invest in their children's interest. But that's certainly the case with E and you, Rashida. So I commend you for, you know, putting the time, the effort, and and pushing your grandsons to be great young men who will be great fathers and great husbands and community leaders, much like yourself. Mm, thank you. I just love my babies. And I, I must know. say, because we're going to open the lines of communication mm-hmm. for our listening audience, but I must give um, congratulations to uh, Abdul and Zain, uh on their report cards. 
And I must say that uh, both of them are outstanding. Um, Abdul, who is the one that's 11, he is in the uh, gifted program. Abdul, you tell the audience Mm -hmm. what you do. (laughs) Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, I'm in the gifted program, Academics Plus, Reading and Math, National Elementary Honor Society, and I think there's one, no, that's it. National Achievers. And High Achievers. Nice. Congratulations. And Good nice. work. <laughs> and he, uh, Abdul would like to be, he's going to be the pediatrician. This nice. has been his dream since he was in kindergarten. So we're speaking of internships. Um, this is one of the things that me and him have been speaking about within the last couple of months of doing some intern with a doctor friend of mine. Uh, and Zayn. Well, I'm in the High Achievers program as well, and also I'm in um, the Hundreds Club. And that is for what? What is that? For um, Outstanding Character. Oh, that's a good one. I like that, that Outstanding Character. (laughs) It is a good one. Okay, Jacqueline Taylor-Adams, we're going to open the lines up now. If we have any callers on the line, we want to start getting our callers in to ask our guests, uh, Ms. Deanna Williams, questions, or either to ask our um, co-hosts, Abdul and Zaim. Um, we do have one caller on the line. Caller from the six one zero. Welcome good to the side. Hello, good evening, ladies. Hi. Hello, young people. How are you? Excellent. How about yourself? Good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm at work and I'm on my cell phone and when I walk back and forth and pace, it I lose. You know, unfortunately, I'm losing the signal. I hope I don't lose the signal. As I'm speaking to you, but um, I, I'm just so honored and, and happy to be able to tune in and listen to you and to the young people, your children, Abdul. Keep up the good work, and you are very um, you you just an inspiration to other young people and mm-hmm. um, both your children. And thank you. Um, thank you. You're welcome, honey. And um, to the host, Deanna Williams. Hello, I've never actually been able to speak to you or talk to you. Again, my name is Linda Jones and um you're you're just incredible. You're you're one of a kind. You have a lot of a lot of energy, positive energy and um I think you're an awesome person. Just listening to you talk, being in the business for forty years is just so encouraging to um to the younger people that wants to walk in your footsteps and um I'm just I'm just just so happy to join in and and um you know listening to you guys and I Very hope nice. that I can Hello. I hear you Linda. I, I want to say thank you very much for taking time to call and to share your comments with us and I want to wish you and your family all the best in 2013 and beyond. It is an honor and a service to be on the radio is is a distinct pleasure to be on a microphone because you figure every time I open up the microphone, I'm talking to hundreds of thousands of people at any given moment, and I don't take that responsibility lightly. We at Radio 1 Philadelphia 100.3 WRMB are about the business of disseminating information. Kathy Hughes, the founder of our company, and her son Alfred Liggins, the CEO, 
are very committed to improving the quality of life in our community, and I love that about them. So working for an African-American-owned company founded by the first black woman to take her company public on the stock exchange is pretty special. And since I've been doing it for such a long time, I've had the opportunity over the years to work with other accomplished, super gifted broadcasters and affiliated people at the radio station because it takes a lot of people to make a radio station go function, engineers and salespeople in the traffic department and our receptionists and our GM, our general manager, a lot, a lot of people. So I just want to give a big shout-out, Miss Linda, to Radio 1 Philadelphia. We have three stations in our cluster, my station, which is 100.3 WRMB, 107.9, which is HOT, our sister station, our hip-hop station, and also Mm -hmm. Praise, Praise 103.9, where we play contemporary and traditional gospel music. So it's just a privilege. Yes, it is. It's definitely for me to to be conversing with you right now on the phone. (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of talking at myself. I'm I'm talking to you and, and still working and one of the guys came in and gave me the signal that they're getting ready to lock the building up. In the oh, well, then you need to go. <laughs> you need to get locked yeah. in the building talking to us. Thank you for calling in, Miss Linda. I'm so happy Thank to be you, able Linda. to. Thank you, Ms. Linda. Thank you, Ms. Linda. I wish I could talk to you right. longer. Have a good but. evening. Well, keep listening to 100.3 WRMB and feel free to call in. I will, and you know what? And I'm going to tell my um, my artist to... I'm going to quote you, dream and make it happen. Dream and make it happen. My parents taught me anything the mind can conceive and believe you can achieve. And that's worked for me. That's my mantra. That's what I say to myself all the time. And even after 40 years, I still have goals, and I'm about the business now of making them happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Miss Linda Jones. Good night, Miss Linda. Good night, Miss Linda. Congratulations and, and um, continued success. And to the young people, oh, you're awesome. Keep mm-hmm. up the good work. Yes, and ma'am. God bless and I hope to talk to you again real soon. All right, Miss Lynn. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And Happy New Year to everyone. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank Wow, that was Thank beautiful. You. Very nice. Deanna, you are really loved. You're loved I, I everywhere. I do feel loved. Rashid, I feel <laughs> lots of love. I really do. From the second I wake up till I close my eyes and even when I'm asleep, I feel love. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. I do. I feel love in my dreams. Oh, my goodness. You know, this is, um, we are, like, um, overextended with words. We didn't want to overdo the um, question because we really wanted to, um, the boys really told me, they said, Mama, we really want Miss Deanna to, to talk to us. So they really tried to eliminate a lot of the questions, but it left us with a lot of time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So what we want to do now is that we're going to take, we normally take this into the second half, but we're going to take this and then have the boys, the catharsis piece. As um, Jacqueline has callers call in, just let us know, and we'll put the callers through as well. And I want to give a, a big thank you to Miss Jacqueline Taylor Adams for all of her hard work and the marketing that she does with putting the show together. Um, we really appreciate her. Don't thank, you, Ms. Yes. Mm-hmm. thank you, Miss Jacqueline. Thank you, Miss Jackie. 
Now, Deanna. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Deanna, since I, we all know you told the story how we, the both you and I um, met uh, in the um, uh, entertainment industry. This is where it started with me coming to you with an idea that I had, with a vision that I had really of um, how to service our young people mm-hmm. and to basically to help them in the entertainment industry. And once again, you didn't know me, you didn't know what type of person I was, but just that connection that we had over the phone and then we met, it was just phenomenal. And you invited me to a, an event um, with an organization which I love so much, um, NAVFEM. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and we went to Toronto. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, you you mm-hmm. all went to Toronto. Um, I wasn't able to go there, but mm-hmm. I was able to go with company um, to um, Chicago and right, here in Chicago Philadelphia. Right, Chicago was where we were. Right. Yes, we were there with um, Kendrick's family soul. Um, that was really beautiful. But there's one thing. Shout that out I, to Je- I, Johnny Walker, the founder of the organization. Oh my God, Johnny Walker. She mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Um, so many different wonderful women that I met. Um, through that venue and through working with you, uh, Vicki Johnson of BET, phenomenal sister, um, my dear sister Aisha. There are so many um, different who I consider pioneers in in this business. But in the also along the journey, I have um, met uh, young individuals in the entertainment industry that just seem to have difficulties with um, making that transition from, um, I would like to put them in a category of have-nots, but a lot of them are poor, and they're given this money and given opportunity, and some way along the line, they tend to get sidetracked and forget or lose sight that this is a business. What kind of advice could you give those particular young people or those um, entertainers or just people in life when you're on a direction and being sidetracked of how of being deterred from your dream and your goals and your visions, what would you say to an individual that is on the right track but have that tendency of getting sidetracked? What well, they don't even they do know sometimes focus? that they're sidetracked, Rashida. They just, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, I think in youth many of us make mistakes. We make poor choices because we, even if we have good home training and we're taught, oftentimes people go with peer pressure and they want to impress other people and they do things sometimes that take them off their focus. But I would say it is it is essential. That's why I say get a mentor, somebody who's doing what you want to do and stay in touch with that mentor to, to check yourself. You know, just like today I felt like I hadn't checked my oil and I went to a gas station and I asked, the um, mechanic to take a look to make sure that my oil level was correct. I have to take care of my car because if I don't take care of the car, make sure that the air is in the tires inflated properly and the car is serviced, what's going to happen? <laughs> it's not going to run yeah. at some point. Uh-huh. It's right. going to conk out. And we are the same as human beings. We have to eat right, drink water. We have to exercise. We need to be still. We need to pray, meditate, and you know, it's difficult to tell other people, oh, you're off track, if you, especially if you right. don't know them and if they don't know they're off track. But you need to just live your life and live by example. Now, if it's a relative, you know, and Rashida, you and I know this all too well yes. because we have faced it in our own families where we have had relatives who have gone and veered off 
to the left or too far to the right, and we try to get them to come back in the middle. Uh, Love and, and just leading by example and an encouragement to say to a person, what is it that you want to do? Well, what you're doing right now is not going to take you in that direction. In fact, it's going to take you all the way off your path. So all you can do is lovingly speak to a person and pray that they receive the information as positive and constructive criticism as opposed to an attack. Now, your your love for music, where where did this come about? When you were little, did you enjoy singing? Did you Mm. like oldies? How did your love for music come about? I mean, you really love music. I do, and I (laughs) wanted to be a musician when I was a young teenager, but I just had no talent in that department, and I discovered that my talent, the gift that had been given to me, was to talk and to talk about people who made music. So very young, I recall... I I remember weekends, my father would turn the radio up. We used to listen to WABC, and there was just music in my house all the time. My father, George Gabriel Williams, loved music, and my mother too, but my daddy was rocking the... You know, the hits and contemporary radio, as was heard in New York on WABC, and also WWRL. So growing up, I would be glued to the radio. How about this? My mother told me a story that when I was a little girl in the walker, a baby walking you know, around the house, the little wheel mm-hmm. thing that the babies go around. I don't even Do they have them anymore these days? <laughs> yeah, I think they so do. Okay, well, the walkers. My mother said I pulled a radio, one of those old radios with the, um, with the uh, tubes, Mm-hmm. I mean, real old school radio, and I pulled the radio down on my head, and I still to this day have a mark on my head because I got cut. And my mother said that I was destined to do radio, that I was pulling the radio onto me and into me, and it wound up being my destiny. So uh, just the affinity for music. I mean, think about yeah. it. The other day I was listening to Aretha Franklin, Oh Me, Oh My, I'm a Fool for You. I mean, I just love this music. I love the yes. lyrics. I listen to the arrangements. And in my case, because I've been working in the music industry for so many years, I have been afforded the blessing, the great opportunity to meet some of the greats, to befriend some of them. And to be in the studio, in many cases, when the music was made. When I was 17, I met Stevie Wonder, and he was working on one of his early, early albums. And I was there, right there, when he was composing, making the arrangements. And then, of course, he released the music. I got into radio, and I was able to play my friend's music. So I've been very fortunate for about 20 years. Teddy Pendergrass was my neighbor and dear friend, in fact, I worked with uh, Pastor Waller and uh, his wife, his widow Joan, mm-hmm. and Bill Jolly to orchestrate his memorial service. And wow. his wife Joan asked me to deliver the obituary at his uh, funeral services. So the music industry has afforded me great friendships, insight, healing. Black music is a healing force. I mean, think about it. You could be down, 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 down. Put on a happy song, and you're skipping around. It, it will can make a difference in your whole energy and feeling, and that's another thing that I love. Great message songs like Wake Up Everybody. I mean, there's so many conscious raising songs, and I tend to like those. And I like every genre of black music, from black American music, also known as jazz, to many, to hip-hop, R&B. I grew up in the Bronx as a small child which was the birthplace of rap. 
and then it evolved into hip hop and then to the the blend that we have now of R and B and rap and hip hop. So every genre of music, including um a European classical music is done by black folks. I love I love music. Great. It's in my DNA. It's all about <laughs> I DNA. See. It is. <laughs> truly. And you know, there's um one thing I do love about you is that you're you're really adamant about um, networking. That is one mm-hmm. thing about you. If you get a group of people in the room that don't know anyone, by the time that venue is mm-hmm. over, you make sure that everyone uh, makes an effort to get to know um, everyone. And you uh, truly adopt them as your family and your friends. Right. Um, there's a particular two particular in- individuals who I love dearly. Um, one, I had the opportunity I probably would not have ever met this particular um, person if it had not been for you. And she has uh, been a real inspiration in my life as well as my grandchildren's life, and that's Miss Jean Carn. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. you say that, guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got real excited. They love yeah. her. Yeah. Um, can you um, just tell us, we want to give a shout-out mm-hmm. to Miss Jean Carn first of all. Big shout-out to Jean Carn. Yes, big, big Well, Jean, I met before I was even on the radio. That's how long I've known her. And I mentioned wow. that I just celebrated my 40th anniversary, so Jean and I go back like uh, the Flintstones. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like the cave people. We wait we go way, way back. In fact, Jean was present for the birth of all three of my children. She was right there holding my hand, singing, encouraging me. She's a gem. She is the godmother to my oldest son, Khalif. Okay. But she is Aunt Jean to Princess Idea and to Issa Saladin. So okay. big 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 time family <laughs> member who is now living in Philadelphia and I'm yes, happy about she is. that. She is living in Philly. Yep. Yes, she so, is. Yeah. And, and not to mention, I mean, I'm talking about her as a family member, but to the world, she is a grand singer with operatic training and a class act, a wonderful lady who is sensitive, thoughtful, sweet, very conscientious, family-oriented, and my beloved sister to the end. Yeah. So totally true. You mm-hmm. want to say something about me? Great talent. The boys, they love her. They They love her. We had an event here that Miss Jean came out for, and they just, like, fell in love with her. <laughs> was that during the Nice Town Festival, Russia? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Being performed, and, yeah. It, it, yes, I remember that. She caught up, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she She's very talented. And, and another um, um, individual who I did not um, meet through you, but is a good friend of yours who I did meet, had the opportunity to meet with um, through Charlie Mack, um, who's also a good friend of yours. And congratulations mm-hmm. to Charlie Mack on his um, wedding. Yeah, he and Tasha got married a few weeks ago. One of yeah. the funnest, best weddings I've ever been to. <laughs> oh, goodness, it was so much fun. <laughs> Will Smith was his best man, yeah. and it was a who's who in Philadelphia. I mean, it was mm, it was quite something. And And I'm proud of Charlie <laughs> because he really has done a lot not yes. just in the Southwest community that he grew up in, Southwest mm-hmm. Philly, but throughout the city of Philadelphia when he does his Celebrity Weekend. And all through the year, he brings high-profile people to our city, yes. and the whole emphasis is peace, peace on the yes, streets, peace, education. He is about the upliftment of people in this city. Yes, he is. But who yes, is that person? Is. Other than Charlie and, said, Oh, oh the, Charlie the person would be uh, Miss Patty LaBelle. You know, Ooh, I love okay. her. I love yes. her. I had the opportunity to meet her. Charlie introduced me to her. She was 
my idol is not too many people. I, I hate to say in the entertainment industry, I get all googly over. But Miss Patty Labelle, she is phenomenal. And um, can you tell us a little about Miss Patty? How did you meet Miss Patty Labelle? I met Patty Labelle very early in my career. Actually, when I first started at WHUR, I have a picture. I have to show it to you. I have a huge <laughs> afro. I might have been a size six. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> But I met Patti LaBelle and Sarah Dash, Nona Hendricks at the same time when they were doing LaBelle. And I was at WHUR in Washington, D.C., and I have the photograph of my very first meeting with them. So it's nice when you can look back at a picture and say, oh, that's the day we met. But I met her in D.C. I was very, very young. I was I was actually 19 when I met Patti LaBelle. And... We connected and we stayed in touch. We would see each other over the years. And then when I moved to Philadelphia with Kenny Gamble, right. he grew up with Patti LaBelle. Gamble and Patti grew up together, and she was also signed as an artist to his label, Philadelphia International Records, where he and his partner, Leon A. Huff, McFadden and Whitehead, a bunch of people, Bunny Siegler, Dexter Wazell, where they produced and wrote songs for her. So right. I forged a higher level and a closer level of relationship with her more more like family because she's yes. family to Kenny. So when we speak about Patty LaBelle, she is the reigning queen not just of Philadelphia but mm. you know, she is royalty period. She is. We got a she queen of soul and that would be Aretha Franklin but yes. but Patty is a reigning queen as well. She has her own throne and her own kingdom and yes. I am <laughs> I am a member of her court. I absolutely share your respect and appreciation for Patty LaBelle. Yes, and I also, you mentioned um, um, Bunny Siegler. I love him as well, and I know that he um, also attended your um, father's um, funeral, and he sang, and he's just phenomenal as well. Um, I love him. He wrote one of my favorite Patti LaBelle songs called Somebody Loves You. Great song. Shout out to Bunny Siegler, super talent. He sings opera. My goodness, a, a testament to his talent. Not only is he a fabulous songwriter, producer, he is an artist in his own right, but he can do from from R&B soul straight through to classical music, opera. Wow. Now, we're going to get back into, um, because I know someone just texted me, they want to be calling to ask a question to you. Mm-hmm. They said, no, hang up yet, I'm trying to okay. get through. Right. But um, what I want to speak about, since this is the... Uh, show the flip side. We do flip it a little bit with our young advocates, and we always like to um, wrap it, round it down to advice that we can give these two young men. Because, as you know, as you said before, I'm not only grandmom to them, a mom, a mentor, <laughs> a teacher, and a lot of times it's, it's, it's hard. At, at times, it's hard, and trying to make sure you're you're doing the the right thing and making the right steps. Um, and sometimes they're coming from grandmom, they're good boys, but it's good to get advice and to, to listen to others. So in moving forward, uh, the advice, as I gave the background on Abdul and Zayin, Abdul is very much interested in being a pediatrician. Zayin is very much interested in being a scientist, and he wants to go into space. This has been yeah, astronaut. This has been both of their dreams since they were in kindergarten. And Zion now is turning 13. He'll be going to Canada this year. And Abdul, he'll be going to Atlanta in um, my hometown and my mom's hometown, Memphis, Tennessee. And I want to give a shout-out to my mother real quick, too, as well, Rosie Porter. Hi, so, Mama. Yes. <laughs> so what kind of advice can you give these two um, young brothers in moving forward 
to um, keep their dreams and, and focus and stay focused on what it is that they're um, setting their goals to? Well, I think you're doing the right thing. You're, you are aligning them with people who are doing what they want to do. You you are, is, is Abdullah wants to be the pediatri- pediatrician? Yes. yes. Okay, so Abdul, your, your grandmother is hooking you up with a existing person doing what you want to do, a pediatrician, so that way you can ask them, what is your day like? What are the rewarding parts of your job? What are the drawbacks? What what you love, what you don't love? And seeing them in action to give you a realistic perspective. Because, you know, sometimes we fantasize about things. We think it's one thing when, in fact, it is something else. But that's why I mentioned early on getting an internship, volunteering in the area that you wish to be in professionally, and then meeting, you know, a person that's doing that and asking them to mentor you so that they can give you the scoop, the inside, because they're living it every every day when they're doing it professionally. So that's the right thing, getting into programs. Uh, the, you know, there's a great scientist at the uh, Franklin Institute, and his name escapes me at this moment, but he is a, an astronomer, I believe. And, you know, going to the Franklin Institute, we have the benefit in Philadelphia, and every city has great museums and programs. You know, do your research. Go on the Internet. I wish I had the Internet when I was growing up because I would have been light years ahead of. We used to have, Rashida, we used to have to go to the library yes, <laughs> and I go through the index that, files to get information. And now, you know, yeah. you can just put information in a search engine and get just humongous quantities of information. So I say do your homework, read, study, learn, talk, ask all the questions, get involved in special programs. There are programs that are free. They don't cost anything. You just have to find them Mm -hmm. and align yourself with people doing what you want to do. You know, at one time, Zayn had told me he's the one that's turning 13 now, and he just had an opportunity. We were at one of my girlfriend's 70th birthday party, and her son-in-law, he works for NASA, mm-hmm. um, NASA. and he's, yeah, he's yeah. been on the space shuttle and things of that nature, so Zayn had an opportunity to meet him. But nice. before that opportunity, um, Zayn had told me one day, he said, my mom, he said, you know, you put the bars too high. And it kind of took me back for a minute, and I, at a minute there, didn't I, Zion? I started to, to fall back, and then I thought about it. I said, well, if you're saying that I'm putting the bars, setting the bars too high for you, then maybe they're not high enough. And he mm-hmm. looked at me, and then he didn't understand, but I, I kind of think that he understands a little better that they have to be set high because of all the things that's going on in the world and all the things that can distract you even with the video games and television, and sometimes even your peers, there's so much distractions that you have to set the bars high for yourself to in order to achieve. So that was one of the things I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, to you. No, I agree with you. So, guys, is there anything else that you want to say to Miss Deanna before we let her go? Um, um, well, you say well, you've been... You say mm-hmm. you just celebrated your um forty fortieth year on the um job of the radio, right? Radio and in the music business. Mm-hmm. In the entertainment industry, yes. Um I would like to ask you one more thing. Do you have any other um companies besides Influence? 
Well, I established a nonprofit organization called the International Association of African American Music Foundation. It is an advocacy organization, and, and that was the organization through which we helped establish June Black Music Month. Up until about four years or so, I used to produce an annual conference during Black Music Month, and we had all types of people. We did seminars, symposiums, luncheons, workshops. Uh, we did a black tie gala where we honored dynamic people like Stevie Wonder, Shaka Khan, Little Jimmy Scott, Billy Eckstein, Freddie Hubbard, Nina Simone, uh, so many people because we did it out over the course of 15 years. So that was part of my mission and arts advocacy and music advocacy and promoting and perpetuating and preserving black music. So, yes, I am. Foundation is the other entity that I oversee and am very involved in. So we did a program called Literacy Lyric that we took around the country a couple of times with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Grammy Award-winning producers and songwriters who've worked with everybody from Mary J. Blige to Mariah Carey, Boys to Men, and most noted for their work with Janet Jackson. So, But right now my focus is on producing, finishing, completing the Sound of Philadelphia Message in the Music documentary on the lives and the music of Kenny Gamble, Leon A. Huff, and Tom Bell. And I'm working with noted author Mr. Nelson George, who has done movies, worked with Chris Rock, Wayne Latifah. He's an award-winning uh, author as well as a producer. So that's my focus now. Yeah. Wow. Um, I just. Go ahead, Abdul. Uh, um, I had a question. This is a strange question, but how is it like working with my dad? That's not strange. Well, no, that's not strange. Your daddy was late. <laughs> he was very late the first time I worked with him, so I had to give him a little tongue lashing about time management. And so, very talented. Very talented, and through your father, I was able to meet your mother and you guys. So, you know, it's beautiful. Your grandmother mentioned networking. I call it net weaving. I love to net weave with people, and, you know, we're all connected, all of us. Every 7 billion people on this planet, we all have heartbeats beating, synapses firing in our brain, blood rushing through our veins. We're all human beings, and we come from the same creator. I believe that. And so we're all connected. So it was an interesting experience, but it was a blessing because it led me to your grandmother, Rashida yeah. Jabbar. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that was beautiful. And one, my, my last question to you, then we're going to let you go, um, is the brother that I love, Mr. Um, Kenny Gamble, and I call him uh, Brother Lukman. Mm-hmm. Um he is just so phenomenal. I, I really love the brother. When I see him, we greet each other with so much love and true love from the heart. Uh, can you just tell us a, a, a little about, he's a historian within, in, in his own right. Can you tell us a little about um, Kenny, and I know you're doing the documentary on him. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us a little, just a little bit of information about Mr. Kenny Well, Gamble? I know we only have two minutes, so I'm going to be, yeah. brevity is not one of my strengths. I, I have the utmost respect and love for Kenny Gamble. He has been a part of my life for the past 40 years. We have three children, Khalif, who will be 38 this year and is getting married. Our youngest son, Issa Saladin, who is 30. Four, he'll be 35, and then we have a daughter, Princess Idea, who's turning 30 in two weeks. 
So he's family. He is the head of my yeah. family. He is a great songwriter. He wrote a fabulous song for me called Darlin' Darlin' Baby by the OJs and a couple of others that we don't have time to mention, but it was. Um, I spent uh, many great years with him as a partner and uh, and as I said, since our our change in the relationship, we are still family and very dear friends. And I look forward to this documentary because wow. I'm interested in celebrating his legacy, not just for our children and yes. grandchildren to come, but for the world at large. Love, Kenny Gamble. Yes, definitely a legacy. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. And I love him, uh, love him so much um, as well. And with that being said, we're going to wrap up. Deanna, I thank you so much. I love you. Dearly, um, it has been, this is the most exciting show, and to enter it, having you as our first guest in 2013, I am so happy, my dear friend, my sister, and I just want to thank you. Continue to do what you do. You have um, blessed so many, and I pray in moving forward that you are continued to be blessed by so many as you have blessed so many lives. And thank you, my grandson. Thank you, guys. Um, good night, Miss Diana. And this has been like far most like one of the best shows that we ever had. Oh, wow. that's touching. Thank you so much. I was really looking forward. I know we had a cancellation, but we made up for it, and we are kicking off 2013. It's going <laughs> to be a great, a productive, positive, and progressive period of time. All the best, guys. Keep doing well. Keep getting those good grades. Love your grandmother, and <laughs> uh, and stay stay beautiful. You're shining stars. Wow, thank you. I love want to you thank your me. audience and send them the same wishes. Much love. And tune in to Soulful Sunday with Derek Sampson yes. and myself on 100.3 WRMB, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Sundays. A and question. is there a link? Is there a link? Phone number you want to give to for calling audience for Soulful Sunday? The number is 215-263-1003. I'm very Googleable, and they can get the number mm-hmm. also going to the website for rnbphilly.com. Thank you so much. Good night, Ms. Oh, I'm sorry, Zane, Zane. He's looking at me. You didn't get my turn. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Zane. What's this on for all of me? Sorry. Go ahead. Um, night, Miss Deanna Williams. Night, darling. It was amazing having you on our show. My, Thank you, my baby. My was like laughing the whole time. <laughs> all so right, well, it's 8 o'clock. Are you into yes, another show time now? To go. You're going over time. Yes, we're going over time. Okay, Good night. guys. Take care. <laughs> okay, guys, that was great. Jacqueline, you want to take us in for a break so we can come back and do the catharsis, and then we're going to close out the show. So we're going to take our break with a song from Miss Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and then we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the flip side. I'm your moderator, Mrs. Rashida Jabbar. And I'm your co-host, Abdul Shahid. And I'm your second co-host, Zayn Porter. Wow, guys, we just had a wonderful, wonderful show with Miss Deanna Williams. I tell you, that was beautiful. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. (laughs) Abdul, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I knew you were going to say it. (laughs) You knew I was going to say that. (laughs) Because, I mean, as you see here, I was a little overwhelmed with it because um, I love her so much. And you all did such a wonderful, phenomenal job, um, Abdul and Zayin. Now, we're going into our second half, and this is kind of unusual for me that you guys wanted to stay on to the second half of and join with me on the catharsis. So I'm happy that you decided to do that. Thank you very much. Um, this is what we want to talk about um, in the second half of the show, guys. As you know, we were watching the TV together and we saw the um shooting yeah in Connecticut with the um what was it 20 26 no. kids and it was like six adults okay okay and we wanted to talk about that i'm not sure the exact i think that number is correct and I'm not um sure, i'm not sure about the kids they going to be yeah, like 20 yeah 20 20 children right yeah i think it was 20 okay and we were we were discussing that, and then we all watched the news again. Could we do that together? And we were watching the politicians speak about, you know, the, the gun laws and trying to make a difference with the gun laws, and we saw the rallies and things of that nature. Abdul, um, man, you really spoke about this a lot. What was your um, uh, opinion, and what did you think about the whole shooting and... How did that make you feel as being a young man going into the schools now? Well, Can you talk about that? Well, me personally, I think that what happened in Connecticut was a very sad thing. And, well, with the gun law and stuff like that, I, like, believe that first they should, like, like basically, like, I'm not sure if they're doing it now, but, like, do, like, a background check or, like, a mm-hmm. make sure, like, that these people who are getting these guns, weapons, firearms... Like, make sure that they are properly safe to have them. Well, it was his mom's, but anyway. Mm-hmm. And, well, I feel that I'm in a safe environment for my school, but I just basically feel that what happened in Connecticut was a very sad thing. Okay. Diane, what do you, what is your opinion? I don't think anyone should be, like, wielding guns around like that. You don't think anyone should have guns? No. Around? Leaving guns around you in the house with... Children, or remember we talked about the mental health aspect of it, that maybe he was sick and there was something probably wrong with him psychologically? Yes. Yeah, so you think that his mom should have, or whatever, people should not have the guns around people that are mentally ill? Yes. Yeah. 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 But they believe, but no one really should be carrying guns around, only policemen, cops, and army people. Okay. And army. Army. So, so you feel that no one should have guns? No. Not even, in, what about in their homes to protect them? Just no guns at all? Well, I think they should hide better. <laughs> okay. So Zayn says none at all, and Abdul, you think that they should like, be more careful where to if put, they're going to have them? Yeah, like place mm-hmm. them in a better place. Than, don't like put any like ammunition in them, just like don't use them as a threat. Okay. Don't put any ammunition in them. So that way if a, a child or someone in this situation happens to get a hold of it, 
it would have been a little more complicated for him to really to um, act out what he did because there wouldn't have been no bullets in it. That's yeah. what you're saying. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, Zayn, what you're saying makes sense as well also. Um, and this is the, the thing about with these, these gun laws. It's just that everyone has so many different opinions of who should have firearms, who shouldn't have firearms, should you allow to have them. And there's a lot of people with the opinion like Zayn that says the only people should have firearms are the police officers or the, um, uh, as he said, the Army. Like the nationals. Yeah, in reference to taking care of protecting the people. And then individuals, there are other individuals out here, such as yourself, Abdul, say, okay, if you want to have them, you know, then you should make sure that it's your responsibility to make sure that the people, you're trying to protect yourself as well as the people outside of your home are protected from the guns that you're carrying. Great, great, great. And so you feel that your school is safe, so you didn't feel any um, stress or nervousness in going back to school. Well, honestly, at first, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not even going to lie. I probably I panicked a little. Like, mm-hmm. I had to, like, remember I used to do a little finger thing. I, I, <laughs> yeah. did, I did that about a good three times. Then I just then I then I just like got felt safe and calmed down. Right. So at first I did feel a little, um, how would oh. you say, yeah, stressed out. A little but, stressed. Yeah. But after we talked about it, you felt a little better. So that's another thing. Like you know, we have parents that listen to the show. A lot of times they they think that children. You're only eleven, Abdul, and a lot of times they think that children are, are too young and you know they're not ready to hear certain things. Um, but with you, as we said, we were talking about it, and now you just told me something that I didn't know per se. I suspected that you all may feel a little uneasy about, you know, the situation of of someone going into any school, shooting kids and a teacher. I mean, if you can't in your home and in school, those are the two places that children feel safe in, you know? So um, it was great that you even shared that part. So parents that may be listening, their children may be sitting home and have not even spoken about it, but they still may have that fear. And to know that you had that fear and it was resolved in the manner it was because we had that conversation, that that's great. Now, as you think about it, that kind of proves a theory that nowhere, well, I'm not trying to figure nobody, but that kind of proves a theory that nowhere is safe. Well, Abdul, I wouldn't say that. That it proves that theory that no nowhere is safe because you're safe now. Yeah. You're in the house. When you you just said when you I went to kind school. Of. I said kind <laughs> yeah. of. I said oh, kind of. Went, yeah, kind yeah, of. I said kind of. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it's it's really it's the people. I think it's the 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 individual. Sometimes when I when I okay when I speak about bullying, we talk about bullying, and it's not cool for people, okay, for anyone to bully you all, but in the same token, you can't bully no one else, you know, because of you don't know what is on people's mind, that young person or that that student, your scholar that you're bullying may be going through some things at home, and you come in and you bully them, and you may trigger something in them to make them snap, get depressed, or whatever the case may be, so... That is um, one of those situations. Okay. And um, 
the the other um, question we're talking about now. You guys are doing great to do some fundraisers in your school um, to assist um, the school with their uh, school trips. Global excursions, as they call it. They call it global excursions. He always corrects me. Thank you, Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the price that you pay of having a genius in the family. <laughs> okay. Technical term. Right. <laughs> Technical term. Okay. So, and we're going to be putting that up um, next month, guys, uh, so we can see if we can get some support for you all, for your school, for your trips that you all are taking. Um, they're taking the, I know, the seventh grade class, which Zion is in, is going to Canada. And the next year, Zion will be going to the Bahamas. And this year, Abdul, you're going to um, Memphis and Atlanta, so that's going to that's going to be real great. That's going to be great, exciting. I am really excited about um, what 2013 um, the prospects and what it has to offer, and I'm very excited about um, you, both of you all achievements. I think that the two of you are phenomenal, um, awesome young brothers, young young boys. And um, there's not too many out here like you. Um, for me, of course, come grandma, I'm going to say that. I think that you guys are really one of a kind. You're phenomenal. The adversities in life you have achieved, you have overcome. And I just think that you are just um, fantastic to continue to, I encourage you to continue to keep up the good work that you're doing. I encourage you to hold fast to your dreams, your goals. And just don't let no one discourage you. Always remember that you're loved and that Grandmom is here to encourage you and to, you know, if there's anything that you need, you know, you always just come. Um, sometimes you don't even have to come and ask because um, I know you so well. But I, I just want you to know that I'm proud of you and I want to thank Global Leadership Academy for all their hard work and the efforts that they have put into the young people. And... Um, we're going to sign off if you all don't have anything else to talk about. We're going to sign this show off tonight. We're closing it early because we were so excited and so exhausted from trying to prepare for Miss Deanna Williams. And um, I tell you, that was <laughs> that that was had us real hyped up for the last month. Okay, and we want to now to um, I want to give a special shout out to a beautiful woman by the name of Rosie Porter my mother, and I want to thank her for giving me life and um, the encouragement and teaching me to be um, the woman that I am today. I also want to give a shout-out to the uh, uh, North NECC, the Northeast Community Collaborative, and its members, um, Mo Yeoman, Ted Sutton, Nasir Maliki, Imam Farid Rasul, Brother Yumi Odom, and um, Pastor Favor Akadosa, and so many others, Mr. Trey McNair, and all the women uh, with the NECC. Also, I want to thank um, Shaquille Smith. We're going to be doing a fundraiser for Shaquille, guys. We spoke about that, right? Yep. You're mm-hmm. pretty excited about doing that? Yes. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're looking forward to doing that in the spring. So we're going to be keeping you all posted on uh, the fundraiser for Shaquille as well as the fundraiser for Global Leadership Academy. We want you to tune in next month, and we will keep you posted on who our guests will be. 
But we always like to keep you in a win, keep you surprised. Mysterious. Mysterious. <laughs> and I also want to thank um, so many others. Uh, one young lady to, to who I like to thank, Miss uh, Vicki Johnson of BET. I want to thank you so much for all of your hard work and your dedication to the community. Um, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, I want to thank you so much for all the work that you are doing, for keeping the show um, going, and all the work that you do for the young people um, with Mary Pat and uh, Mary Pat Hector and so many other young people that you have worked with and have helped throughout the years. We thank you because you are a true icon in our community. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Peace, love, and prosperity. And today, this was a Soulful Tuesday with Miss Deanna Williams. We're signing out. We that love was, you. That was the first. Remember that. The first. We started that. Yeah. <laughs> we started that all, Soulful all my, Tuesday. All my credit. All your credit. <laughs> all right, guys. Long Let's turn. say good night. Good night. Good night, good night audience. Good night, and we love you. Happy 2013. And the flip side, tune in next month. 2013. Jacqueline Taylor Adams, take it away. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.